Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I hope to open the conversation about working parents a bit. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier to find out how they balance being a dad with a successful career. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Stephanie, Stephanie Megan. You're listening to Broke Girl Therapy. Because therapy is too expensive. You're listening to Broke Girl Therapy. Actually, I'm not allowed to burp on the show anymore. Uh, A listener called me out and said that I need to stop. (laughs) How do we feel about that? Damn damn right. They're right. (laughs) You're gross. (laughs) Am I that gross? Oh, yeah. In the 31 years that... Well, no, you're 29. In the 29 years that you've known me, have I been gross this entire time? Listen... Listen, when we would share a bathroom, not only would you use my towel, you would leave it on the toilet. Like that was a sensible place to leave it. Yes. I would leave it on the toilet? Yes. I'm so sorry. I've honestly, I've changed. I don't do that anymore. I hang my towel every time I'm done. I'm I'm so sorry. I was really gross when I lived at home. Mm -hmm. I honestly like did not give a fuck. I think it was depression. Call it whatever you want. (laughs) <laughs> it's still left a negative Rhett, impact on other people right i know I, I know this is gonna be really like like haunting to remember but do you remember when you walked in and i was bending over you saw my no no, no this is two different stories the, <laughs> these are two like different when you stories. saw my these hairy two, vagina these are two, <laughs> you're like, these are two different so stories i think they were within the same week too they not just one time I came into the bathroom. He <laughs> just got out of the shower. Just, oh, just stopped. And just stopped. And, and you're like, what did you, what'd you see? Hair. That's so embarrassing. I saw hair. And then there was just one other time. Like we were going both, you know, at the same time, just coming you know, out of our rooms and going into the kitchen and you didn't know I was behind you and then just like stopped and like I don't know, bent over and picked something up and just and I just stopped and I was like, hey <laughs> I'm so It was like gross. either the same day or the same week. I don't remember that, but I'm sorry that that, uh-huh. uh, that it traumatized you enough that you remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, should we just, like, start? I feel like we're loose now. Did you take that shot? I feel like I'm pretty drunk. I had, like, three glasses. I still got a bottle to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Hi, guys. It's me, Stephanie Megan. 
your host of Brooklyn Therapy. And guess what? This is different. I don't ever do virtual recordings, but I really wanted to bring my brother, Everett Motherfucking Bichara, into house. It's actually, it's, into a, it's Ray-Ban Rhett. Ray-Ban, is that what you want to be called? We're not going to call you that. No? Do you not you want to be Googled? Is that no, why? No, actually, if you did Google me, Ray-Ban Rhett, that's actually more specific, I would think. Because that is my I'm not going to fucking call you Ray. I'm not going to be like featuring Ray-Ban Rhett. Well, I don't know Stephanie Megan. Jeez, I don't know what the protocol is around here. I don't listen to the show. I stopped once you. I stopped once I heard about butt stuff, like episode seven or something with Vincent. <laughs> what were you listening even before? Like I'm shocked. Like at the beginning, yeah, and then it was like something about dick appointments, uh, and then I was like, I'm out. I think I was on a plane too, and I was like, that's it. <laughs> I mean, I told you never to listen. I blocked our father and Ria's dad on you know everything. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. This bottle of wine over here, pour it up. But we've been trying to do this this episode for uh, years now, it feels. We were supposed to do it over the holidays, um, but then we got COVID. <laughs> and then you got mad at me because I, like, posted on my Instagram that you had COVID. I don't see what the, I don't see you gave what me the COVID. issue is. You, no. got, you got mad at me. I didn't give you COVID. <laughs> No. Are you kidding? You gave me COVID. You You gave me COVID. What the hell? What are you talking about? Says the one who fucking came over on a plane. (laughs) Who, you know, 
you was stayed kind of over. Sick already. You stayed. You well. You stayed over at you know our aunt's house where our cousin had COVID, <laughs> who probably yeah, gave it yeah, to you, yeah. and then you you stayed the night over there, and then you came over to my to place fair, and gave it to me. I didn't. I didn't want to fucking go to Texas. We know that. Remember, we had a whole discussion that I was. We we're trying to convince Listen, our mom not to. That that's fine. I I get it. I I totally get it. Uh, I wasn't upset you gave me COVID. You just came at me first. I know, but then so you, you got no, you got, but you got mad at me because I like posed <laughs> when I was about to like well, take yeah, my that's test. Private. I, I didn't want, I didn't want to blast that. You know, who cares? Everyone had COVID. It's nothing to be ashamed about. In retrospect, yeah, but I, I kind of, I wanted my status to be, uh, you know. I wanted to. Okay. You're more private than myself. me. That's the difference between me mm-hmm. and you. Is like I'm very open, and you're just like I don't want anyone to to know anything. Yeah, you know, I yeah, I'm way more private than you are. Like I have like I've had like anxieties about this already. I just like was in the bathroom, like just having like a little like uh, I I, <laughs> I don't know how what I do feel about this. Well, you were like, in the bathroom just right now. Yeah, and like I was pooping. <laughs> and was, you were getting anxiety about doing this show i was just thinking about it like oh man like do i do i have to plug my my instagram at the end and then gain more followers which is cool but at the same time i don't want to be i don't okay, want to get no one follow in. him then no one follow him but they might lurk but you're private aren't you yeah but i mean you can still search me and and request and i will still accept it but <laughs> don't accept it that's not that's not on me that's, you know what it is i think it's you. just i think i just think about like i don't know i'm just such a like an old man now i think about oh man what if this gets back to my job you know what if you know potential but here's the thing we're, we're not going to talk about anything scandalous no no for sure like we're just talking about real shit and like but like i said like i'm just i'm like really private so but if you if you i'm really private but um like I'm an open book, basically. Like I won't go out of my way to like. I think once you sit down up. and talk to you, you are very like open. Like you'll talk about your feelings. You're very like emotionally open. It's just like when it comes to the internet, you're like, I don't want to like put shit on. You don't put anything on blast. Well, I work in IT, <laughs> so I know a lot about data. <laughs> so I'm just like they're collecting. I'm like, they're collecting everything. Why would I want them to know, you know, this many, like, more private things? And just, like, people in general, you know? Then I'm fucked. Everyone knows literally everything about me. Which is funny because, like, I've wanted, you know, to do podcasts and, and, like, do shows and stuff. But it's, I think it's that fear, that anxiety uh, that, I think I just more so have, like, social anxiety rather than just regular anxiety i definitely struggle with depression depression is like the number one thing i struggle with but like i struggle also with just with social anxiety um but Have like you had in- so, but, but that's so weird because when you were a little kid like you you were very like friendly and bubbly like you were so much more like if anything like i was more socially awkward as a child than you were like you were very like much friends with everyone in a neighborhood you were the bubbly one you were the clown like you were the like the center stage you know what i mean like where where all of a sudden did you just get like this social anxiety um like what do you think that like what how old were you when you think that like hit 
I don't know. It's it's. I feel it's, like it changes. Can I can I tell you just because like obviously I'm your sister. Oh, this is my brother, by the way. Did I say that? I don't even know. I'm yeah, kind of drunk. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and also heads up, I'm two years older than my brother Everett. Rhett, ew, it's weird to say Everett. I'm two years older. So as your older sister, I think what from what I remember, you as a kid, you were very bubbly, very outgoing, made friends with literally everyone. I was more awkward. But you, I think around middle school and high school, maybe around the time our parents divorced is when I think you kind of maybe shifted to a little less introverted. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was a, you mean a little more introverted or a little less extroverted? You said a little. Actually, sorry. Yeah, you were more extrovert before, but I think you turned introvert around that time. Yeah, that was a hard time. <laughs> there was a lot going on in that time. You know, like our grandmother passed away. Our parents were splitting up. Um, my there was best, so much going on. My best yeah. friends, I literally got suspended because we got, in, got into a fight. You know, Really? Yeah. I don't uh, remember that. But... Mikey and I, yeah. Me, Mikey, <gasps> Mikey. and John. Yeah, we uh, they would punch me in the balls. They would just like punch me in the balls. From I I don't remember why because I was annoying. I, I mean I was. I mean I was twelve, like 13, 12, 13 years old. Every of course every I was twelve a thirteen year old is annoying. Let's but, be real. Yeah, but they would punch. <laughs> so they would just like punch me in the balls, and then I, you know, retaliated. And I was bigger. Obviously, I was I was the fat kid growing up. So I like held them down. And I had a goldfish in my mouth, and I just spat goldfish <gasps> in their face. I never knew this, or at least I don't remember. No, I mean, you weren't there, so you wouldn't have known. Right, so, right. I mean, that was at brunch, so that was just like a 15-minute break. And then I went to what uh, English class, and we were taking a spelling test. And just my balls were just throbbing, and just <gasps> throbbing, because throbbing, like him and Ew. Donald were like just hit, hitting it like literally multiple That's times. That's so mean. And it hurt so bad. Like, it, it, I was like, I couldn't focus. So I went to the office and had to get ice. And, like, the nurse was like, do you want to talk to, you know, Mr. So-and-so? And I was like, I don't know who that is. Apparently, it was the new assistant principal. And, like, I sat down and talked to him about it. And he brought in Mikey and Jonald. And he suspended all of us, me included. <gasps> because you I included? Spit gold, because I spit goldfish in his face. So we got in-school suspension. So we didn't even get a day day off, you know, and stay <laughs> Not home. Not even like a real fun suspension to like stay home and you just had no, to like. No, And we're all What's together. What's in-school suspension? What's that? You just go. So in-school suspension is when it's basically like detention, but just throughout the whole day. And you're just like in this classroom and you just have to do your schoolwork and just sit there all day. Um, so, yeah, it was bullshit. <laughs> and to and and if you ask mikey to this day he'll he'll still like call me out and be like you you fucking idiot you 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 went to the office and you know you had to tell your balls were fucking hurting and the nurse probably saw and was like questioning like you shouldn't have hit your fucking balls then sorry i'm drunk so i'm very passionate and you're my brother speaking of hitting in the balls what remember when i stood up to um What's oh, his yeah. face? In when you're in the second grade, I think I was. No, in it was grade. third grade. Okay. Oh, so I was so, in the first grade. Okay. Yeah, so third grade, 
I had a bully. His name was Hovick. I remember I would come home and I would always like complain about him a lot because he would always like tease me and make fun of me. And I just like couldn't stand him. And then I remember like before school started, we had, you know, you would like line up in front of your classroom and everything. And you came over to my line. I was in third grade. You were in first grade. You came over to my line. You're like, who's Hovick? And then Hovick's like, that's me. And you're like, let's dance. And he like split and got into a split and then punched Johnny him in the Cage balls. split from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I said, let's dance. And I just socked him in the nuts. But like, I, you know, I was six years old. It didn't hurt him. Yes. It might have, yeah. but... But it and might have I been a delayed you... reaction. And then we're just tumbling on the ground. Everyone's like, fine, yes. fine, fine, fine. And fine. I remember like, stop it. Stop it. That's my brother. And I thought that mm-hmm. was so cute. Like, you've always like, me and you were always like, we fought a lot, but we were really close. Like, I think that we we still really like played together. Like, you were, you know, like my muse. <laughs> Jobs, stop these moves when you did Aha Jobs. Aha Jobs. But really, you were my muse. Like, you, like, I would tell you what to do and you would listen and you would literally do anything I tell you to do. Like, I you prepared, you, know, you prepared me for my, you know, musical theater. Uh, I did. I did because you were such I put a, on, like, we did an award show. Yes. <laughs> we made movies. Yes. Um, we did, yeah. I did everything. drag. Music videos. Music videos. <laughs> drag. We did drag. <laughs> no, like, I remember because you were always, you know, you're the baby of the family. You were very, like, bubbly, like, as a kid. And I just remember, like, just kind of, like, using you as, like, my muse, you know. So I would always come up with, like, the concepts. Like, I remember I would just, like, have the video camera and be like, okay, Rhett, do this and then you would just do it like you were so like on point and so good like you were better on camera than me like remember when I would do stuff and we would just be like we would always like skip over (laughs) because it'd be like what is she doing but I always had the ideas and I would just literally make you do stuff and I remember one time I like made you (laughs) I put makeup on you and I made you put on a dress this sounds probably really homophobic and I'm so sorry this was the 90s Times are different, obviously, but like, (laughs) right. And so I remember I like had you like put on a dress and some makeup and I would like make you like, like flirt with our older brother (laughs) and you would do it. Is that you would do it? That's why I forgot. Yeah, I forgot about that second part. I wonder why he would get so mad. That was why. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And he would get so mad at you and I would just be like, right. Like, and I would like, do you know, because I didn't have any. And then and then then he kicked me out of he kicked me. So he kicks me out of the house, right? And then we're like sitting on the curb. I'm crying. My makeup's running down my face. You <laughs> know, therapy like the the the, the um, it's literally, yeah. It's literally your profile picture. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like that. I look like Robert Pattinson, Batman. <laughs> okay, this is this is not the demographic for that kind of <laughs> example. Girls like Robert Pattinson. What are you talking about? No, that's that's true. They do like Robert Pattinson, but I haven't seen Batman, so but I don't know stinky. how to like relate to that. He's stinky. He is he stinky? He's reportedly just... one of the stinkier. Yeah. Okay, according to the internet, but you know what? You tried to be him so badly in high school. You would wear those fucking pea coats to look like Edward Cullen. Two thousand nine. You were like yeah, you were confused. Were 
You were you were no, doing no, no, the Edward no, no, Cullen no, no, slash no, no, Joe no, Jonas. No, 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 you were trying to be like Joe no, no, Jonas no, 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 and Edward no, no, Cullen. No, 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 yes. no, no, no. You wore purple pants, motherfucker. No, no, no. It wasn't purple skinny pants. You're getting you're getting the combination wrong. You had Joe Jonas right. That was right. That was right. Yeah. It wasn't. But no, it was. It was uh, James Bond, Daniel Craig, James Bond. That's where no, the peacoats came from. No, that's when you were from. younger. When you no. were younger, you did. No, it was the peacoats, the Daniel Craig, James Bond, and it wasn't Edward Cullen related. I got, I did get one peacoat that was Edward Cullen like, but all my other peacoat attire. But you, you would wear it with purple skinny out. jeans. You would wear it with You would wear purple skinny jeans. So okay, like, so okay, yeah. I wore purple skinny jeans because <laughs> of Heath Ledger's Joker, but but no, okay, so the- no liar, liar. You're lying. It's because I told you purple was the color of the season, and you said okay, and so you were like, well, purple's the color of the season, so you like would you would wear my purple it was both. Pants, I mean, yes, it was my it, purple. The pants. summer of two thousand eight was definitely purple. Yes, and because also the Dark Knight was released that same season in that same year and okay. so purple was in and because of the joker suit yes i wanted a pur- purple pants so i went to sedeca and <laughs> so they're only so they're only girl pants right <laughs> you wore so my pants i had purple pants that you wore you let do you remember tell the damn story okay okay <laughs> Just let me tell the story so okay. um <laughs> So I'm at Sedeca and Sedeca. I'm trying, I'm with my, I'm like with my friend, I'm like trying to pick out these purple pants, right? And I'm trying to find like the right shade. And, you know, I, I pick one out and then I go to the, <laughs> I go to the dressing room. But like, as I'm walking away, there's some, there's another guy there who's, who's a gay man. He was, he was working there. Yeah. And I walk, and I grab the pants and I walk away and I hear him just say, faggot. <laughs> Okay, first off, we never say that word on the pod, but only because we're quoting someone who said it. Oh my god! Yes, no, though not my words, his yeah. words. So, how did you feel about that? Let's unpack this. Um, it doesn't bother me. I mean, everyone pretty much thought I was gay already, you know, like because I did show choir, and you know, I was, I'm more eccentric, but that's because. I'm just more comfortable and obviously having an older sister as like, you know, a direct influence. I'm, I'm very much a split between, you know, you and our older brother. Oh, for Um, sure. You are. Yeah. Cause he was more like an athlete and I was more of like this theatrical creative and you really kind of like were that in between. So naturally I like wrestling. (laughs) Yeah. There's a wrestling belts right behind him. So the fact that you paid all that money for those wrestling belts, but I know you're just trying to live your childhood dream. Mm-hmm. Um, That's pretty much. But what, no, yeah. yeah, and yeah. and I just think also like we have a father who's like very emotional as well too, and just very like uh, not super like macho in some ways maybe because there's the Filipino toxicity that is there, but like you know for the most part like we've we really were like in a household that was like very creative and theatrical and it just like you know like I would make you do stuff like I would literally make you do stuff with me you know because I just needed I didn't have a sister I didn't have you know you were like really good on camera so I would just make you do stuff 
<laughs> yeah, we did. What? What was that Disney we Channel? We did a lot. Like, what was that Disney Channel thing? Like the Express Yourself? <laughs> yes. So <laughs> we did those. Any, we did those. Any, we like, did award shows where I did the, the Wild Wild West performance. I had the yes. trench coat. I had the cap gun <laughs> to shoot yeah. on cue with the, with the bang. It's so weird because, like, I look back and I'm like, damn, like, I really, like, I was always really just, like, expressive in that way. Like, I was always trying to, like, I would, like, see someone and just be like, okay, they're really, like, you know, really good on camera. And, like, I would put you on camera and stuff like that. And, like, I feel like I still do that now with, like, people in my life, like my friends. I'm like, y'all are hilarious. Let me put you on the pod. Like, I feel like my when i do my show it like i tap into like my younger self because it's just the only way i feel like comfortable in a way you know because mm-hmm. i'm i'm just not like analytical i'm not um unfortunately i'm not analytical i'm not like someone who could just have like a conventional job like you know being a like nurse me. or yeah and there's nothing wrong with that because we all I'm need literally people an analyst. those skills yeah, but like, but but I mean, I feel like you're you're kind of good at everything, though. I feel like you could do it. You've always been like the smarter, like sibling. You've always been um, the funnier sibling. You know, like you're the one with the, the most potential is what you're saying. The one, with- <laughs> the one with the once- most potential and has never achieved a six pack. <laughs> uh, one day, I still I don't like think fantasize. Any- Only Nate. Our older brother has achieved a six pack. I definitely have never achieved a six pack. He had to be you... six foot, but at least I got yeah. the hair. Yeah, because you don't have. Yeah, you do have the the hair from our mom's side for sure. Mm-hmm. Sarah did yeah. my hair, by the way. She was very proud of herself. Oh, she did. Oh my god. Yeah, no, it she was very good. She was very excited. She was like, "Oh, I'm gonna do your hair." I saw this thing on TikTok, and she like took a straightener to me, and yeah. yeah. So, okay, so because they don't know who who Sarah is, they don't know anything about you. You're my wife. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> so the difference is okay. My brother and I, you know, my brother is two years younger than me. You're. I feel like we're so different. Like I was so much. I'm so much more like scattered and uh, <laughs> un un. Uh, what's that word? Just not uh, coordinated. Scattered. You're uncoordinated. Coordinated. Uncoordinated, <laughs> tripping over and, yourself. Yes, unstructured. And you're right, uh, and I'm. You know, I'm a little bit more unreliable. Like, uh, uh. <laughs> I'm reliable. I'm reliable, but you're more like, uh, you know, like you're the youngest, but you're married. You've always been like you were never like a hoe, really. Like you were always kind of just like, pardon my words, the dorky kind of like, you know, uh. <laughs> no but like you always you know you just were more of a if anything like our parents never had to worry about you they worry about me more than they worry about you you know yeah i mean i just i didn't want to be just like everyone else like all the other guys and because i hated them everyone else was just a douchebag from where you know from for where we grew up from home yeah just yeah. you know all just the just the douchebag bros and i didn't want to be that guy so you weren't ever a player you've like probably made out with like two girls in your life no more more how many let's be real how many how many i don't know i'm not 19 years old i don't (laughs) count that (laughs) 
<laughs> but it's more. It's I think it's within the double digits. I think. I, okay, I, I was more of a slut. Remember when I had so in eighth mm-hmm. grade is when like boys slut bangs started noticing. I started noticing me and I like got bangs and that's when like guys really started noticing me and like would call the house and my brother would say like every time I would get like those front fringe bangs, you call them my slut bangs. Cause you would always go through a hoe phase when you had those slut bangs. <laughs> I always did go through a hoe phase. If I had the slut bangs, I was going hey, yo, through a hoe phase. See the, if I see those, sl- if I see those bangs come back, hoe alert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, like, no, but it's honestly kind of true because even up until like, like even in my latest 20s, like I had it when I was probably like 27, 28, I was definitely going through a whole phase and I had the bangs. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. whole alert. Slut bangs are back. She she on the streets. But OK, let's let's dive into some deeper shit. Let's get into it, because I've you know, I mentioned on the show before because someone like asked about like, you know, something about their siblings, whatever. I don't want to get into it, but they, you know, I mentioned something saying like, it's crazy because we realize that like our siblings are like in our lives are like our side or the side characters, but our siblings have like their own story too. Like we're the side characters in someone's like life, you know? And, you know, obviously like we grew up together. We went through the same trauma with like our parents divorcing and stuff like that. But we've kind of became these like two different people and these like two different experiences, even though it was like the same kind of like situation that happened to us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And like for me, what, what was it? No, I was just agreeing with you. Yeah. I was just Okay. Like, yeah. I kind of have to pee. I have to pee. Can we pause? Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. I know. I just feel like I'm giving you a lot of, a lot of shit. What do you shit. mean? I, I'm Okay. Not a lot of no, good you're material. you're giving a lot of great material. See, here's the thing. I think that you doubt yourself. Well, where do you uh-huh. think this stems from? Do you think this stems from our parents? Because our parents always... Here we go. Back to <laughs> back to your regularly scheduled programming. No, but it's true because I feel like you were the baby of the family. No, it's funny. No, you know what's funny? It's, it's how... This is what I do for a living. It's like, okay, now I know what part... I was like, what... It's funny because it's like, okay, now this back to the show. Now it's like, <laughs> it's like, I'm not talking to my sister. I'm talking, talking to, to an audience. Thera- you're, you're not talking know, to your sister. You're like, talking to Broco therapy. It's a different, like, you know, I'm talking to Stephanie Megan. Megan. It's, but it's, yeah. it's me, but like in a podcast um, form. That's why I know. I know. This is why I just worry. I don't want to seem boring. You're not boring at all. You just be yourself. I would never have you on if I thought you were boring, to be honest. I think that you have a lot to... The, I, I, if I'm just being myself, this is the entire episode. It's me just being like, is this okay? <laughs> okay, but let's dive into episode. this. This is therapy. Just seeking, just seeking this is validation. Therapy. Where do you think this stems from? Why do you think that you feel like you need validation a lot of the times? Because in my eyes, in my experience as a side character in my lens, you have always been the younger brother that got a lot of attention. You know what I mean? Like you were always the cute, funny one and like the really like theatrical one. So for me, I want to know, cause obviously your experience is different. Where does this stem from that you kind of have to need, you know, validation? Well, isn't, isn't that the answer basically? Like I getting a lot of attention like 
So it's a constant stream of, of attention that has to be had, wow, you know, that's true. you know, so like having it from having it from such a small age and being the youngest and a lot of times having to be the, um, the icebreaker, you know, and, <laughs> and just watching everything, watching everyone else, um, you know, you kind of develop that and having to like step in and also having, you know, the affection of being the youngest and also the negative attention that comes with it too. I mean, cause I feel like in our dynamic of our family, you know, there was a lot of tension between me and mommy and, um, you know, our older brother was its own thing. And like, you were always the really like funny one that people would look to, to kind of like feel better about their day. Do you think that like maybe that just added pressure? Is that what you're saying? That kind of added pressure to the point that like, you know, now that you feel like in every situation you kind of have to like perform in that sense? Yeah, because it's like who who delivers the mailman's mail, basically, you know, like who looks after that person, you know, the person that's constantly performing and constantly, um, you know, having to. I, I don't know, just just like I'm I, at least the way that I am now in in my marriage is trying to uh, be a great husband and assist my wife, Sarah, you know, and be there as like an emotional support, a physical support if she needs it. Um, but then sometimes it's like, you know, but then who looks after me? Of course, I mean, in in this situation, it would be Sarah, but. You know, I'm in so are the, the you, broader. Do you consider yourself like you know. a people pleaser? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I was, I'm definitely a people pleaser. Um, but I've definitely loosened up on that uh, because, because um, I was so far down that side of the pendulum. What's a pendulum? That I can swing so, I guess, kind of like a spectrum one side of the spectrum to the other side of the spectrum. So it's being like super hyper-focused on being a people pleaser. And then you just get so burnt out of doing that and you say, fuck it. And then you just are completely selfish. Aw, that makes me sad. But I'm not saying that I'm a selfish person. No, but yeah, like it's because I feel like I'm a people pleaser too. Like I feel like from my experience, like the reason why I'm a people pleaser is because like, you know, I've opened up a little bit about, like, you know, my relationship with mommy, about how, like, like, my relationship with her was more difficult than my, her relationship was with you guys, where, um, we just, she was just harder on me. She was stricter on me. I had a curfew till I was 21. She, I think I was always, like, the complete opposite of her. She's more type A. And more like structured and again obviously now we know now is like i have adhd so i've always been a little bit more like disorganized and scattered brain and all that stuff and so that's always like because mommy has always had like these anger issues i've always had to like learn how to <laughs> not all the time because i know that sometimes i would fight back learn how to like uh kind of like tame the storm a little bit you know what i mean so learn how to like so that kind of was like the beginning of like people pleasing. So when people now, when I'm outside of our family, like when people start shit with me, I'm always like, let's tame the storm. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to deal with it. 
you know? And, like, that's where my people-pleasing. You de-escalate. And so that's, like, I'm a people-pleaser because of that. So you're saying you're a people-pleaser because you were the baby of the family. You kind of had to be, like, the comedian for everyone to kind of distress. The yeah. tension breaker. Yeah, there was just always, constantly. I, I feel there was like always a lot of the, tension in our family. There's always. Let's be real. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, definitely a lot of tension. So having to be, you know, the one to step in and even even if it's just making a joke, you know, and being funny and, you know, just breaking the tension of the room and having everyone get along. So, yeah, just ha- having to be that is. I mean, it's cool. I'm. I mean, I remember one time, I, I don't know if you remember this, but I remember uh, one time mommy was like <laughs> beating me up and you stepped in and because I was like being like pretty much held down. I didn't have any control and she was like on top and you were like, you came in. I remember you being like, stop, mommy, stop. Like, what are you doing? Like, you really tried to like stop the chaos. Do you remember that? I don't remember that specific time. There's so many times. <laughs> There's been so many. There, <laughs> there are honestly count. so many times that I guess this, that I'm only thinking of one specific time in my head, you know, because there are so many times where like me and mommy would be like, so like face to face and you would have to be like, no, I remember there was, I, I remember the, man, the one that really sticks with me is the, is the time that like your friends were over and she was doing it like right in front of your friends and like hitting you and like you know you're down to the ground and you're cowering your friends are just crying and and you know I'm there too and you know I mean luckily you stayed the night with them but just seeing that and just being like geez like, like this is embarrassing on. Like, it's one it's like yeah it, I mean one it, the whole I mean yeah you shouldn't be physically doing that to your child anyway but the fact that like it's so brazen that you're willing to uh, do that in front of their friends like is just completely you know i, I don't know it's yeah, not cool no. and <laughs> you know here's cool, the thing bro. is like I, you know we mentioned this off air but like i don't want to you know have this show to kind of like shame my parents i think that like the thing is, like, as you get older, you kind of realize, like, our parents are human, you know? And, like... <clears throat> they had they, no idea what... Yeah, yeah they didn't know what they like, doing. Yeah, and, like, I... They were just figuring out as they go. They're kind of repeating the stuff that was, like, done to them, unfortunately, you know? And, like, if we're really going to go back into history, like, Filipinos were colonized and, like, obviously beat. So that kind of, like, goes down to generations, you know? Um, so that's, you know, it's very, like, very common in, like, the Filipino community to be able, you know, I think a lot of us who are in that community can really say, like, oh, yeah, I've got my ass beat <laughs> by our parents. And not even just Filipinos. I think a lot of minorities, you know, like, th- that could relate to, to that as well, too, you know. So it's just, like, it was one of those things that we were just kind of a part of that, unfortunately. Is Yeah, it's just it's just normal part of the culture. Like, if it was... You know, like a white kid. If you would go to your to white, white friend's kid, house. Like, I mean, we lived in Valencia. We had a lot of white friends. And, like, our white friends would talk to our parents a certain way and, like, not even get smacked. And we're like, what? <laughs> like, my ass would have been. Yeah, yeah. No, it was so, crazy. So, like, that plays a huge impact. So, I don't want to, like, make it seem like, you know, our, our my mom or my parents are, like, such a bad um, 
you know, parenting, whatever. I mean, it is bad parenting, but in a sense, it's like I kind of like realize like, oh, shit. But when you go from like, listen, like when you go from a third world country where you had to do like the sign, like where you had to stick your arms out, kneel down and stick your arms out like Jesus, you know, like you're being crucified and and do that for hours. Ironically, you know, funny enough, I actually had to do that in show choir. You know, when if the class was wasn't listening, our our choir teacher would have us stand with our arms open. But this Getting wasn't a like a belt beat to you because our <laughs> the religious the religious undertones where we had to like kneel and look at the cross right. and do it. Because I remember, I remember like crazy. our dad Poppy would like say that to us. Would say like, oh, like would make us do that and be like, oh, that's what I did when I was younger. You know, so they're kind of just repeating like these patterns because they don't know any better, which is like so sad and unfortunate you know but i think that like because we grew up you know in this generation in this country like we've realized like oh wait like that's fucked up because like honestly when i have kids like i'm not gonna like i'm really gonna try my best to not hit them to not uh i'll do <laughs> I'll, I'll try i, I really will try not to because because it's all we know you know what i mean like we of course we like jump to that instinct because it's like it's what we're taught because when we were younger i feel like for me i got more hit than you did though because you were the baby like did you ever really get hit though because i got hit a lot i was the most out of the three of us i was definitely the most hit boppy would definitely hit me more for sure with like the belt but i just wear (laughs) jeans there's a point yeah, where good. like you get hit so much <laughs> with the belt that you like don't even feel it. You just kind of like, okay, you know, <laughs> do you remember that? You're just like, go ahead. But mommy was rough. Like mommy would like pull our hair. Boppy was the belt. Boppy was the belt. Mommy <laughs> was the hanger. You know, we didn't really get the slipper. Well, but we got we got the belt mommy and the hanger. Mommy would that just was it. really kind of grab anything that was available. So if it's a hanger, a slipper a straightener like anything that was close by her she would like beat the shit out of me with you know and like i feel like that's just like i just don't agree with that kind of that kind of discipline because now i feel like as i'm a 31 year old um the thing is with boppy is that yes he hit me with a belt but i remember one time he hit me and then he afterwards cried and said sorry like he was like yeah, no, like he, you he could definitely tell, it. like he didn't feel great about it. Because I remember there was one time during the divorce, like they were still living, we were all still living in the same house, but you know they're basically separated, sleeping in different rooms, and and <laughs> I was taking boxing at the time, and and uh, we would like spar and you know have fun and stuff, and I'd take my gloves, he'd he'd wrap towels around his wrists and we would just like be sparring and stuff. And, and that was like in junior high. And then I guess one time I came home and we were just arguing about something. He was doing the dishes and then whatever, he just, all the stress, you know, like he, I I totally get it. Like, you know, losing, you know, going through a divorce is probably just one of the most stressful things ever and having to figure that out. And so, like, he just goes into a rage, and he just starts throwing hands at me. And, like, I'm cowering in a corner, but I'm taking boxing. You do how to so, block like, it, yeah. I'm good. Like, I blocked, I blocked every single shot. But, like, 
he he just like got that like burst out and then he like he just just broke down and it was just really sad and i wasn't even mad and i just like felt bad i was like it's i i even said i was like it's it's okay it's okay it's fine i get i I get it i feel like i'm gonna cry because i feel like i like oh my god i'm gonna cry i need to put it (laughs) like because it's like that moment when you're older and you realize like share parents are fucking human and like you realize the shit that they're going through like that was fucked up and like the way that they react it's like you can't blame them for reacting that way because it's like all they were taught. You know? And it's like they yeah. don't know any better. Yeah. yeah, it's uh it's generational and like I said coming from a third world country and just things were different where you know there's such a uh such an influence from like the Catholic right. Church on, you know, that country and the shame, the Catholic you know, shame. And, yeah you know it's just it's embedded in it's embedded in that entire country you know and it influences that entire culture so so a lot of my i guess trauma transitioned not i don't think about it as like childhood trauma i kind of think about it as like religious trauma and because you're more like because i want to say like you're definitely like i feel like i'm like kind of spiritual like i found like a relationship that's not the way that we found a relationship through church. Like, I feel like I'm spiritual in a, in a sense, but I feel like you're simply like, so like atheist, like you're so against the church because I feel like that was such a huge part of our, our childhood that kind of like, I don't blame you at the same time because it, it was very like traumatic in our childhood, you know? Well, I mean, I guess that's how it started, but then just, you know, just not having, you know, enough evidence to, to, you know, justify it for me, um, to overrule, you know, science that's been established already. So, I mean, that's neither here nor there. I don't necessarily want to go down that rabbit hole and have a debate or I have people, or I have people like, on TikTok not, fighting I'm, me right now about science because some sex therapist said some shit and they're like, I said it was science and there, there's a lot of men in the comments fighting me right now. So I get it. Anyways, continue. I'm just drunk. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm not... So I'm not I'm not the authority to, like, go over it. But if, if I'm looking at the options, it, um, you know, religious leaders, you know, the examples of religious leaders versus, you know, um, you know, people of science, there's a lot more backing that up than, you know, whatever. But I don't want to go into that. But so a lot of the trauma came from that where where when our parents were splitting up like we grew up like very very catholic um but when they split up like of course you know our dad remained catholic but then our mom transitioned into like hardcore fundamental well not fundamental just like four square non-denominational christian but she was just way too invested in this in the time where we needed her most like emotionally um you know, I, I get it. There were reasons why we were distant, which probably made her just more and more distant and more engulfed in her church. But I mean, like, geez, like we didn't even. Yeah, have, I was going like, to say, like, that's like, I think the biggest time. trauma with our mom, especially it was like our parents divorced. And, you know, I think because mommy felt so guilty about the divorce that she really turned to like a certain religion. And I think that really like kind of took over everything to the point where 
gave, gave, yeah, gave you know, purpose, yeah, gave you her know, some purpose, something. but also like she, you know, was giving money to the church and, but then we're at home with no food. And like the biggest thing is like, for me, like luckily I had not, and not just, and not just money, but like there's times where I'd come home and she'd be right. baking, you know, baking stuff for, right. Like but a then like not something. ever, I, there was no food and you were like, you were in middle school. So you're not even of age to like get a job or anything like that to even take care of yourself. Well then, yeah. Well, this was, yeah, more so than in high school too, because there was times like, I mean, we got like what, $20 for lunch, but, or $20 allowance a week. Uh, to live off of but remind you this is high school you're you're kind of growing you're also buying your own clothes not having a job also trying to spread that twenty dollars to buying new clothes which one that's the price of a t-shirt and you know try to have lunch at the same time so i would like not proud of it but like i would like right i remember like i you would dumpster dive you would dumpster dive because i mean she would never go grocery shopping because also mind you I would dumpster dive. I'd go into the fridge of the choir room and see if there's anyone lunch, anybody's lunches that like weren't eaten. Like I do this at the end of the day. Yeah, it was hard. You know, she also, you know, she wasn't going grocery shopping. She, um, you know, like no, there was never. She was also on a diet. She was also like starving herself. She like lost a lot of weight at this time because she's single, so she's not even eating. So. Because she's not eating, we're not eating because she's buying no food for the house. And so, um, you know, for me, like, I'm fortunate enough to say that, like, I was old enough to have a job, but also uh, I had a boyfriend, shout out to Kevin, uh, who, like, would take me out to eat. But you kind of had the shit end of the stick because you were still in high school. You're not old enough to get a job. Um, and so there wasn't food for you, which was really hard. The fact that you had to go dumpster diving is like so fucked up. Sometimes, well, sometimes I think like, well, maybe I should have gotten a job because there was, you know, there was, there was a lot of kids too that like would work at Magic Mountain or, you know, fast food, you know, especially ones that lived like in the apartments across the street from the school. But that's the so, thing. I don't know. I just feel like you were still a minor, though. Overall, you were still a minor. No, for sure. I mean, I mean, for sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not cool. Like either way, but like it. I do also see other people who have struggled more. I try to at least try to find a positive side to it without it sounding like Privileged. super Republican-y, <laughs> Like pull yourself up, stuff. Pull yourself up by the bootstraps, you know, type of thing. So I, I know that there's people that have less than us, especially because knowing that our parents came from a third world country and knowing that, you know, uh, even the little that we had was tenfold to what. Yeah, they but it doesn't also so, um, take well, away. I mean, depends. <laughs> one's one side of our family. <laughs> one, one side was poor. One side was rich. So their family was more rich in the Philippines and our dad was more in like not as rich. But um. Let's pause because I have to pee again. Where were we? What were we even talking about? <laughs> I can't rewind it because uh, it's a different thing. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Like not having enough money to pay for food and then. But you also said like ideally you should have gotten a job. But I think, you know, like to be fair, you were a minor. Also, like you had a lot of 
you know, you were doing show choir, you were doing activities that, you know, you love to do. And so, yeah, you could have gotten a job, but like, you know, you were still keeping yourself busy. It's not like you weren't doing anything. Yeah. And I think that is a big reason for, I think that too has shaped me for like who I am now is just because I was so solely focused on on that because you know the home life was wasn't so great so i was so solely focused on you know show choir and that was your escape putting yeah everything i feel like show that. choir and like mm-hmm. all that was like your escape because it was such a like messy home life you know um and mm-hmm. it was very but i think even 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 in show choir you'll you'll probably find that like maybe i wasn't the most social person um, but I was the, you know, the most expressive on stage. And that's typically like what you see with performers. Like the biggest performers are typically the most introverted. And you people. were such, I mean, till this day, I mean, you're such a great performer, like putting you on stage. I mean, t- as even when we were a kid, I could easily be like, okay, Rhett, here's a script, do this. And you could like turn it on instantly. Like that shit was in your fucking DNA, you know, like that. And I think, you know, when we're our parents were going through a divorce and all that, you know, messy home life situation they were going through, like when you were in show choir, like that was that like moment for you to really just like just let out and express yourself. And I think that's like what makes art so important, you know, because it's like we really need that kind of outlet to express yourself. And like, thankfully, you had that to use, you know, to to kind of escape your reality. Yeah, and so it, it it was cool to have like finally something that was that was mine. I know that you did it too for like a year, but I was, was I was know, but also was I had really in, I was a but flash also I was pan, like I had really bad grades. I had know. less than a two point so I was like never allowed to perform. <laughs> you were there. But I wasn't you really, really there. there. Yeah. So like it was still like it was still my thing. Like when I went to go try out for the freshman basketball team. You know, people were, you know, are you so-and-so's brother? I'd be like, yeah. Because our older brother and, was an athlete. So they're like, know, oh, really comparing you to your older brother. Yeah, which I am I'm was dog shit at You basketball. were not great at like, basketball. I should yeah. not have gotten past, like, the first round of of whatever cuts. Honestly, they, they okay, pause. So, like, every time you would make a shot, and, and there, can I just say, every was, time you would make a shot, which was rare, you would just look at the audience and be like, yeah like i made a shot like you literally you literally would try to make it a point that you made a shot because like you were at the end of the day an entertainer more than anything yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so like if i felt like i really found something so i had like my high school musical (laughs) moment i was literally in the basketball team and you know in basically theater you know like show choir so uh i remember like i there was a time where like the rehearsal and the practice, like they just overlapped and I, I just Troy went Bolton. to the coach and I was just like, yeah, I was Troy Bolton. <laughs> I was Troy Bolton. We're probably the same height, you know, me and Zach Efron. So it's, you know, it's all good. So, so I, I went to the coach and I was like, you know, you know, thank you for this opportunity, but you know, I, it's not for me and I just really got to make my own path. And he was just like, <laughs> okay. Didn't even give a fuck. He was like, "You ain't even good anyway." Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. That's fine. 
That's so funny. I mean, I'm thinking, feeling like the main. But character he just really doesn't movie. give a fuck. <laughs> just forging my own path. I'm just, no, no one gives a shit. And that's you know, I think yeah, no one cares. No one cares. Yeah. yeah. That's why I'm hoping I'm not giving you a bad episode. Every everyone I see is so vibrant, you know. But here's the thing. I mean, I also like and you probably don't see as well as like I also have really, uh, you know, deep in depth episodes, not in depth, in depth episodes as well too. Like it's, I don't know. Like I kind of just like don't give a fuck. Like I just feel like if an episode makes me feel good, that's all I care about. Whether if it's like the funniest episode or, you know, whatever it is. Like I feel like this one is kind of special because it's like you're my brother you know like it's i have friends and stuff that have known me for a few years but you have known me in my entire life and so like the traumas that i talk about like on the show that i mentioned to my friends like you've lived that with me you know like i'm not starstruck by you this is it this isn't remotely interesting i think i've been more entertaining on zoom calls at work <laughs> I've had better jokes. It's okay. Like, you don't. You, I'm just you chilling, don't need to be, and I just. You don't now need to I got to remember. I mean, I got to turn like, it on. Like, I mean, here's the thing: is like, I feel like I'm not impressed by you. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be starstruck by you. There's nothing. Nothing. There's a yellow tint to her teeth what? in person. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a dick. That's the thing. My brother is such a fucking asshole like he's a gemini so one minute he's like hella sweet here we go one minute he's hella sweet and the next minute he's like fucking roasting me like oh got yellow tint on your teeth do mm-hmm. i really have yellow tint uh ask brian no i've been used is it brian brian, brian? He i haven't met him in person brian, brian. You need to be- he watches you live stream on twitch i did it. he did one time okay. the one time i did it which I was very appreciative of. <laughs> he but, watches Aiden. I, um, I think Aiden does it more. Our little brother. Remember. You should get Aiden on the show. He's, he's not of age yet. He's, he's not of age. No. <laughs> he has nothing to contribute. Here's the thing. It's like, because y'all probably don't know. Uh, my, you know, my, our dad, uh, obviously our parents divorced, like we said. Our dad remarried and uh, married our stepmom, which we love. And they had a son, Aiden, who is now... What third, a, a sister? Yes, uh, but our son, our son, our brother Aiden, who's what thirteen? He's uh, mm-hmm. he, where was I going with this? He's literally like a little version of you. But also, what I was gonna say is that he doesn't have the <laughs> even half of the trauma that we've dealt with. Like, I know nothing. it's uh, it's so nice. I'm, I'm so, so jealous, jealous of him. because not once was. <laughs> His hair pulled, his face smacked, you know, like he really like I'm sure he mm-hmm. has probably his own type of trauma because we all do. That's just normal. Shit, man. He's in school during COVID. He was in elementary and school that's when trauma COVID first started. And its own, so, for like, sure. Yeah, but that's... like he definitely compared like to our parents, like he definitely didn't have to uh, endure the type of toxicity that we have to deal with at home because their their home life is, is so welcoming and so sweet and our home life was very toxic like when we really look back you know like it was really when you look back you mainly you mainly see negatives how about you Mm, do you see negative a lot depends on the day i'm a gemini (laughs) (laughs) i mean here's the thing like i will say that i'm 
you know, we're lucky to have lived in a great neighborhood, to have both of our parents who care and love for us, who are alive and we're healthy, you know, and to uh, have an amazing <laughs> dad who really, uh, to me in my end, was really, uh, like, I was such a daddy's girl in a lot of ways because I was the only girl growing up. Um, so there are a lot of amazing things and I don't want to neglect that. And I don't ever want to like paint the picture that our parents were horrible, but also like, I don't want to like shun away from the fact that like, there were a lot of times in my childhood that I feel like really affected my confidence, you know, and it really affected, uh, I think my mental health as well too. I, you know, like if you look at me and you, like I, you, you just talked about how you were you struggle with depression, like, I, I do as well, you know, and, like, anxiety is a huge thing, and anxiety looks different for everyone, but my anxiety specifically is, like, survival, and I think that I really got that from our parents, you know, and, like, that, and, I, again, I don't want to look at me like a bad person, but bad people, but that's, that's just, like, what kind of made me to who I was, so I look back at a lot of things, and especially with, like, my relationship with mommy, like, it was, it was really bad, you know, like up until, I mean, I will say recently me and her, um, have been better. And I think it's because we live in different States and because I've been to therapy and I've realized what boundaries look like, but living with her and having her as a mother was very tough because I am so different from her. But also very similar in a lot of ways is what my boyfriend tells me. Uh, I'm different in a sense of, like, she's very type A and very, like, analytical. And I'm very uh, scatterbrained, obviously ADHD, and very um, disorganized. But we're also the same in a sense that we're both very stubborn. So those characteristics, like, really clash. I think we're all stubborn. I think we've all gotten the stubborn. Yeah, you're very stubborn, too. You're um, extremely stubborn. Mm-hmm. Damn straight. Yeah, and I even went, like, the same, like, like what you said, analytical, and we got, we got like, the same. We went, I, I went into the same, like, career field. You did, yeah. So we're similar in, similar in a lot of ways, but, you know, still got... I, I think our, our parents can be so different from each other, like where our mother is more cerebral and more analytical and intense and, you know, is, is cold in, in, intense and OK, um, great with like financial advice, but is too overbearing with it and doesn't like know the boundaries, but is offering great advice, but doesn't pick. She doesn't pick up. I was going to say she doesn't pick up on she doesn't pick up on social cues, but where are, you know that's where the pendulum swings like our dad he's very emotional like he's pretty he's pretty in tune like he messaged me recently about like just something personally that he's noticed i haven't even like talked to him you know he's just going off like my yeah, social media he's patterns. empathetic he's more so empathetic. Like, he's really he's very empathetic like and he's yeah he's very good and down to earth but um he doesn't always make the smartest choices yeah like he 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 leads with his heart which is we love him for that and you know but they're so different and and but we're in ways lucky that we've gotten both of those uh in 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 my in my own head like i am both of those 
and they're constantly creates a lot of noise and a lot of frustration and a lot of like battling within Same. my own mind. Um, and like it just it's constant; it never stops. Um, so I'm always like either listening to music or just or like a podcast to just kind of like tune everything out and just tune out my own thoughts because they just go a mile a minute. Um, but I mean, there's benefits to it too. Like it's made me like a better learner. Like you said, like I'm very adaptable, uh, because I, I have, <laughs> I have those two You have, you have mommy's, uh, me. skill to really pick things up quickly. Y- you, you That's have, true. you yeah, have mommy's okay. skills where she could, is very more like book smart and could pick things up quickly. And then you have. Poppy's mannerisms. Poppy's complacency. <laughs> Poppy's mannerisms. <laughs> Poppy's mannerisms. And then for me, I feel like I have a lot of Poppy's uh, em- empathy and like, uh, uh, sorry, aloofness, I will say. No shade, but like aloofness, you know? Um, and then I have mommy's kind of like stubborn and very like, this is what I believe in and like very like straight to that. You know what I mean? So I think, you know, we because I, I the way you were saying, like how you kind of feel like you have a balance of both. Like, I feel like that, too. But the, except me and you have like different recipes of it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Different like different mixtures of the same source, you know, like they of course they have their individual. They're not just that one. They're three dimensional. So they have different traits as well. But we've just we've picked off like the same it's crazy uh, how you pick up like characteristic of your parents. Different fruit from the same tree. Right. I don't know. I mean, our parents yeah. are like are such an influence on like who we are as people, you know, and like I feel like, yeah, like as I'm getting older, I mean, I, I realize you have mannerisms like Boppy, but I have mannerisms like mommy, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> like like certain yeah. facial expressions on especially because I like film myself so much, so I'll I'll see things more often. And I'll like, oh shit, that's totally mm-hmm. something mommy would do. Or like, you know, even even Brian would say, because he would hear me and mommy be on the phone and like kind of go at it. And he'd be like, I don't think you realize like the reason why you fight is because you guys are actually both extremely stubborn and very like the same way. And I'm like, fuck. Mm-hmm. And like it really like, to have someone like who's hasn't been in our life the whole time to really kind of analyze from what they know. It's like kind of point that out to you is like really intense i hate i hate it when people are just like me <laughs> i don't i don't work well when yeah. people are just like me i hate them because deep i know deep down it's because i hate no, myself what i hate you myself really hate yourself <laughs> i hate i feel like okay i feel like the both of us what we both have in common after all of this is the fact that we both kind of struggle with like this confidence you know and like mm-hmm. obviously we're very different, but that's something that we have in common. Like, where do you think, like, on your end, where do you think that, like, comes from? <sighs> a lot of different places. I mean, there, there's a family aspect. There's a social, like, school aspect of it. Like, I was a heavier kid. Um, I was chunky. So, obviously, you know, my friends would make fun of me, which ended up still just being my best friends. But, like, still. And, you know, the family, too, would always, Yeah, everyone you know, made fun of you for being, make, like, chunkier. Yeah. So, like, I developed, like, like, I mean, luckily, I never developed an eating disorder of any type. But I definitely have, like, this body dysmorphia. Um, I should work out more. <laughs> but, like, I still, I still, um, 
you know, you'll always be that fat kid, even even when you're not. I am now, but even when I'm not, like, yeah. I f- and I even to this day, like, I fluctuate. I fluctuate a lot, a lot like, too. I fluctuate so like mm-hmm. often, it's crazy. Like, I think that's just like in our genes. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely in a fat phase right now. Like, I've been munching on chips and just like, compl- I, I'm not complacent, but depressed, you know, and just been Where's eating your my de- feelings. What's, that's what's like your my depression number one thing. stemming from? Because we both have like, you know, mental health is such a huge factor in like our family genetics and our just family in general. Like I feel like there's so many people in our family who like struggle with that, but like, I want to know like your own personal journey. Um, well, I, I mean just recently, I think a lot of it's just chemically because like I've recently gotten, um, an upgrade in my prescription and I've noticed like a vast difference. Okay. You like it? Sertraline. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I tried it for I I tried a different one, the first time, and it just it was awful. Like I had all the side effects, all the bad side effects, and then some. Um, no, but uh, Zoloft's been pretty good. Um, but yeah, just recently got like an upgrade of my prescription. It's been, I was like on the starter dose for a few years, and I should have up upped my dosage. Uh, so yeah, I definitely that's been helping. Um, and Sarah did the same thing too. And like that, that's been helping her as well. And yeah, and it's helped us too. So no, it's definitely, I'm definitely having an uptrend, but I mean, I can't give like a clear answer of like, where's my depression coming from? But it's just something I, I struggle with, uh, constantly. I feel like that's something I struggle with constantly too, even though I don't like, tell myself I am like like I feel like I'm really good at like masking it do you ever feel like you're really good at masking it that's all I do that's all I do is masking it and then Sarah will will ask me like what's wrong sometimes and and it's like I don't even notice it but it's 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 not so much like oh I'm all of a sudden sad in that moment it's just like I slip my mask slipped off you know and it's like oh let me just put my mask back on but then like I don't know how to like recoup that momentum uh that social momentum and bringing it back and then it's like well what's wrong like are you sure are you sure nothing's bothering you and you're like have well, to go down well, that here, rabbit okay, hole going but. back to like dating and relationships and like just being in a relationship in general like when you're feeling depressed like what do you expect from your partner um, that's such a hard question to ask like it, it depends for depend depends it's different for everyone but for um, you i i just reassurance i guess just affirmation of just whatever your love language is just you know i'm a very affectionate person so i like affection physical touch if i hugs yeah 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 and i like for me like i give off the love that i need so i'm i'm a very affectionate person because i like affection um but you know but now i have like this struggle now that i'm older and you know things happen and you kind of like cower from affection sometimes like oh this is this is weird and you don't know like how to take it even though it's the thing that you want it's the thing that you need but you don't know how to receive it so how do you tell your wife like that you need you need that kind of reassurance are you still working on that Yeah, communication is is something that we're currently. Because here's the thing, on. you guys, so you know, you're two years younger than me. I'm I'm 31, so you're 29. 
uh, and you've been with your wife. How old were you? You guys were young, early 20s. 24 going on 25. Right. So that, you know, anyone who's my age or whatever, like, just know that, like, that's such a huge jump. And I'm now, okay, to give context, I'm now 28 going on Oh, yeah, yeah, you're 29 this year. I always forget. I always feel like you're older than mm-hmm. me sometimes. Uh, I, I sometimes I feel like you're younger than me too. Cause the, cause then when you like try to give me advice, I literally just tune it out. I'm just like, what, the, whatever, man. Like I've, I've lapped you. Like I'm, I'm the older sibling. But here's at this the thing. Point. You've lapped me. <laughs> I have you've more lapped me in like moving out of the house and getting married, but that doesn't lap me on maturity though. If you really sat down and really, I think I've also lapped you on maturity too. Probably actually. You're right. <laughs> Yeah, I do feel like sometimes you're like maybe they, a, like my twin or like a year older. But honestly, two years younger is really not like if at this age when we're younger. That's a this is a margin of error. You know, it could go either way. It's so it's close, so in, close age in age that we're basically yeah. twins. We're when we're younger, twins, it you seems know? so much older. But as you get older, you know, you realize like it's not that much of a difference, you know, because everyone kind of is on their own journey of like maturity and like life lessons, you know? And like, you were always the person that like got married first and, uh, you know, was more stable and, uh, all that stuff. And I'm just more like chaotic and, you know, Uh, that's how we're different, you know, (laughs) it's okay. But what were we saying? I have to pee again. What the fuck? I usually don't pee this pee. much it's during cool. recording, but I'm going to pee. Re- hold on, be your pee. Hello, welcome to my channel. This is my ASMR channel. Welcome, 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 welcome. Back, 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 back. ASMR, ASMR, ASMR. Get the tingles, 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 tingles. I had to pee so much during this recording. It's a lot to edit. Okay, so I was peeing and I was thinking. So my relationship with mommy, I feel like I've kind of mentioned on the show before for those who've like listened to every episode, like my relationship with my mom is like very different. And like I said earlier, very opposites. She's very stubborn. I'm very stubborn. What was your relationship like with our mom? And how do you think that's affected who you are now? Uh, complicated. It was, it's, 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 it's very split because like pre-divorce, it was very much like a mama's boy. Clarify when we, when our parents divorced, I was like, what, 16, you still, you had to be like, what, 14? Yeah, 14? I was 13 okay. going on 14. Okay. Just so that they know like age. I was in eighth, yeah, okay. eighth grade. Okay. Continue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very important, like developmental time. Like the de- developmental yeah. state, you puberty, know? all that. So, yeah. So it was, uh, yeah. So it, before that, it was very typical, you know, mama's boy. And, you know, afterwards, it was just, you know, night and day. Like she was just so detached. And, you know, of course, like I wasn't the happiest with her. Like I'm sure there's, there's definitely things I've said that I would never like say today. And, you know, th- the way that I acted that, you know, I wouldn't do today. 
but that's you know that's all part of growing up you do that you learn and but it's a tale of i guess it's a very complicated relationship because you hold that resentment of you know of them going through a divorce and not really being around being invested in you know your church and you know being really hungry when you're 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 at home and so when you move out you you just really like hold on to those resentments for a long time and and uh, funny enough like last year she lived with me for like seven months because she moved to texas she sold her house from california moved to texas and they're also decided to build a home so we're building a home she's building a home we're like in my house that we're renting uh it was a a long seven months and it created like yeah yeah and and i was just kind of like let me see if this can be like a good experience to just wash away like the old the old pains but um it wasn't a great experience and and just just the situation alone like it's not like she really tried her best like her and her husband larry like they tried their best to be stay out of our ways and and you know, be good, I guess, guests in the home, but it was just a very tiny home. And Sarah and I were just really needed to be by ourselves in this time. And it like, didn't do like any favors for our marriage and which we're still trying to like, really trying to reconnect because that was such a hard time, you know, like not to go too crazy, but like physically, like we didn't really do anything like during that whole time because it just felt so weird, like hearing your mother in the opposite room. And, and, you know, so it just created, you know, all this tension. And there was these boundaries that, that, you know, she would step over and boundaries that like, I didn't necessarily like think were that bad, but Sarah would just kind of be like, no, you got to tell her about this. And, you know, trying to play peacekeeper, trying to like, have a good relation like build a better relationship with my mother but also try to maintain a good relationship with my wife yeah and my marriage and I ultimately I think I failed at both now that I'm on the other side of it I failed miserably at both and it was definitely a learning experience and it's something I'm trying to mend I guess on both ends right but not to say either at the moment things aren't bad with either but I think that's the reality um, though of relationships, right? Like especially with, you know, being married. Yeah, marriage is marriage hard. Marriage is hard. And like, you know, also our relationship with our mother was always really complicated cuz yeah, she was always there and she was you know, never neglected us, but at the same time, you know, there was like difficulty and like that dynamic with her and especially with her living with you like I I can't, I can't imagine like is hard. Like I was, you know, we were away from each other for about five years and then to all of a sudden to be living back and having the positions reversed. It was yeah, very like living with your parents it after not, very you like hard. you have lived on your own is so fucking difficult. Like I can never live with her again. Like thankfully, like <laughs> this is really selfish and whatever. But thankfully, like you're her favorite <laughs> and she would go to you before she goes to me <laughs> because it's like it's difficult. Actually, right now I think I'm like low key her favorite. I'm not gonna lie. Me and her have been vibing, but I think it's. But it's, I think it's because I've been calling her and like just been talking to her about random things and stuff. But 
but here's the thing it's because i think because there is this distance and i've created like boundaries with her you know because you know my our mom isn't perfect she's flawed she has her own set of traumas she's human but I, I feel like I've gotten to the point where I've, like, recognized that and I've recognized, like, okay, this is who my mom is. This is what she's gone through. And this is who I am. So I'm I'm, I'm going to create a certain type of boundary with her, you know, because I don't want her out of my life. But I just want her to still be in my life. But I can't, you know, have her in everything because she will control everything. So I've just really just, like, created, like, those boundaries. Um, and I think, like all of us i think just the hardest thing is is just you know just ideologically just not the same no yeah at all. we like, don't have the same beliefs not the same so like at all so trying to like connect on like a personal level and like a really human and vulnerable level and like a really raw level it's so hard because it's such a different She's very hardcore christian plateau very republican and me and you you know I mean, I feel like everyone knows kind of at this point what my viewpoint is. Like, we're very uh, progressive. And, you know, I feel like, but I feel like she looks at me. Remember when we had that whole family argument and she looked at me like I told her, I was like, if I got pregnant, I'll abort my kid. <laughs> and she was like, oh, so you're atheist. Like, I know you're atheist. I know you're this, this, and that. But she, like, never looks at you like that. Oh, that's because you're an atheist. Yeah. Like, I feel like she looks then, at me. And there's me, the actual <laughs> atheist, sitting yes. in the corner. Like, if anything, I'm more spiritual than you. <laughs> but she will never look at you and think, like, oh, he's an atheist. But she'll look at me and be like, oh, she's an atheist. I think she does. I, I take it as she does, at least. I don't know. I, because if she said that to you because her reasoning was. I think because I'm more like, vocal than you. You're not on, you're not on her yeah. level. She No, she knows. She knows. Even our, even robin texted me our cousin saying like hey do you smoke <laughs> weed <laughs> and i was like who told you i oh, love she, robin she's like larry 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 be snitching <laughs> shut up larry's our stepdad are you serious yeah and i'm just like what ah whatever oh my <laughs> I god like, i don't care anymore yeah because let them know everything. Open the floodgates, whatever. Thing, I know. I'm. Here's the thing. It's like we're at that age now where it's like y'all can have your opinions. But again, boundaries of learning how to just be like, I'm comfortable with who I am. I'm going to accept you for who you are. But I'm also not going to like kind of cross certain things because it will it'll be messy. Yeah. Like when she was living with me, she told me, OK, so I was I was smoking weed, but like it was. But I told her it was CBD. So like, whatever, like, but she was still even, but even, but even telling her like it was CBD, she was very concerned that that would then lead to me doing like Coke. Do you remember? Okay. Fun fact. Do you remember when the first time you smoked weed? Do you remember? I threw a party. I, at, uh, I threw a party, party right? at our house. Yeah, I invited house everyone. Party. I was in the garage. I invited everyone, and it was in the garage, and I watched you, and you smoked weed for the first time. Good uh -huh. times. Yeah, and then I, I, yeah, it was after high school. Like, I was in college already, so I never did it at all, like, in high school. Yeah, you were a good boy. Like, you I were, like, do, a show really choir good boy. I, because, you know, like, just the Santa Clarita dudes are just such 
fucking douchebags. Like they were all just like potheads, like just losers. But like they were the popular kids. But I thought they were just like losers. You know, so like I not that I was like a hardcore straight edge, and that was like my motto was just you just didn't care to be like that. Was I like that? How did you how how is it like to be my brother? Like how would you describe being my brother? Like now? I mean, I mean, feel like now it's I mean, nothing. We live across before, the country. Before, <laughs> like I used to like throw parties all the time, and you would just be in your room playing video games. Like, how was it like, like back then? Because I back then it was no, I I party too, uh, barely. <laughs> you partied oh, what you oh thought God. was partying. Yeah, no, but it, it wasn't was, partying that bad. Yeah, I yeah, sure, like typical. High school, like early after high school, you were like partying a little. You're partying like a freshman, parties. but we weren't partying like a senior. <laughs> okay, okay, jumps. Okay, jumps. Yeah, I'm partying like a senior, <laughs> like a senior. So was that like a cool older sister or what? <laughs> yeah, no, you were cool. Like, no, you were you were a cool older sister. She was the coolest older sister. She was great. She was the most Thank fun. You. Um, she would buy me booze. I would. Remember uh, we stole no, our mom. No, remember no, we stole was... mommy's wine and she was so pissed. Yeah. So like, she had that like case of of wine, right? Like, but she no, didn't drink. She didn't drink at all. <laughs> and so I would just just steal a bottle every once in a while, and I'd watch. I watched. I remember one night I watched like the old old Planet of the Apes, just the original Planet of the Apes, and I'm just having this old wine, just having the time of my life, just getting trashed and making Snapchat stories. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Just typical, just 20, just 20 years old. And then, and then like one, you know, and and doing this over the course of what, like months and then years of just kind of taking a bottle once in a while. And it finally came to a head, like one Christmas, she was like where's the where's, where's the, the wine? wine she was you, where's the where's the yes like, she was so was like, you don't drink right. like all, all of a sudden she wants the wine <laughs> and she was like that was expensive wine i've had this since blah 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 and now you owe me five hundred dollars we're like bitch you don't drink wine i was like what are you talking about that was so funny but you Whatever. drank i wasn't even me who drank that wine it was you that was me. It, it was, was all, all you. I don't even like wine. Yeah, but I think it was just because it was alcohol. I don't it was even alcohol like wine, but in, the, so... in the house. So you were mm-hmm. just trying to get turned up with the rest mm-hmm. of the party. It wasn't even with the party. It was <laughs> just, just by myself in my room. <laughs> I'm just with like their a futon? girl. With their futon? <laughs> just, just their, yeah, I had my futon. Yeah, my futon with my wine <laughs> bottle. Just drinking from the bottle. <laughs> I love that. Wine o'clock. You're so basic. Live, laugh, love, one o'clock. <laughs> I've had a live, laugh, love sign in my <laughs> home before. Not by my choice. It was Sarah's choice. I gave her shit forever. Like, <laughs> Did you really? Wait, I think I do remember seeing that, that in your wall, California. actually. You know, we only just got rid of it when we moved into the new place. I was like, that is not coming with us. Did you take it down? I don't think I, I like, saw it last I, I time. Say the, I, 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 I keep telling her, I'm like, there's just too many words everywhere. It's just words. Everything's worded. We have a bread box. It says bread. We have soap dispensers. One that says hand. One that says dish. It's just, why is everything just <laughs> worded now? Like, everything's a quote. 
everything. It's like if it's like for me if I said microphone shirt, <laughs> you know, if a shirt said shirt, like. Well, I mean, you you that, are. Like, I love rustic. Sarah, but you know, it's 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 a white girl Santa Clarita thing, so. Oh, for sure. Uh, and we, we love, love her, her for it. it. It's okay. Okay, we're running. We're running at like almost at two hours. Do you want to plug yourself, brother? Do you want to be on the pod again? Was this fun for you? Did you like this? Yeah, it was. It was fun. I I hope I wasn't boring. That's just that's my only concern. Was that like, um, the, the, that this would be a dud of an episode for you for no, you i don't you even know? care what's a flop or not i just feel like i love doing an episode with you because you've known me my entire life and i've always talked about like my trauma in the past so to have someone on here that like has seen it and lived it and experienced it on their own yeah let's do a lighter episode next time like what right you I can't mean, give I any could, dating could... or sex advice no offense i could give <laughs> I could give uh, uh, career advice, but no one wants advice. to hear career. Advice they don't broke. They don't tune into broken therapy for career or financial advice. I give some video game advice, no. some suggestions, some movie advice. No, they don't. They don't come here for that. That's not the demographic, unfortunately. So, like, is you if you were to if you were to actually like divide like how much you actually talk about and give a percentage to like how much is dating and how much is just sex related because every time i cross come across your timeline i can't listen to (laughs) your material i can't watch any of your stuff uh i'm scarred i if we're talking about trauma i think in the last five years you've given me the most trauma more than (laughs) than either of our parents you've seen my hairy vagina and and you've seen my butthole before it's okay I didn't see your you, yes, you did. When I bent over that one time, you walked in on me in my bedroom. I didn't see your butthole. You were clothed that time. You're, <laughs> you're merging stories. And I only saw hair. I didn't see your fucking lips. I didn't see labia. I didn't see all that stuff. I saw hair. A, like a flash. <laughs> By the way, my friend Quay, he like moved in and he's on the couch looking at me like I'm fucking crazy. He's like... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> He has no idea what's going on. Uh, but yeah, no, you see my butthole, my hairy vagina. So it's fine. You've seen it all. No, I just literally <laughs> said the same. I have not seen those. Okay. <laughs> do you want to plug, do you wanna plug yourself? Yeah, <laughs> just find me on Ray-Ban Rhett. Just search it. Just Google it. Whatever. I'm very, very private, I'll, but I'll still accept anyway. Everett Bachar, Everett Lewis Bachar. No, you forgot. You uh, forgot. L e w i s. Everett Lewis Nepomuceno Bachar. What was the sweet life Zach and Cody? That's what I feel like every time what? I say it. The the bellboy who had the really long yeah. name. Sweet life that's of Zach our, and Cody. That's our culture. I'm Stephanie Megan Nepomuceno Bachar. Uh, and then follow me, Stephanie Megan. Ergonavrocotherapy dot com. All that shit is there. And you guys send me. I know that we didn't answer any questions or stories this episode because it's a more personal one, but send me some more stories and questions and we will talk about it on the pod. No, how about this? How about, how about yeah, bring me back on and I want to no, answer. No, because you don't have relationship and, and experience. You got married at like 22. So, like, isn't that a different perspective that I could Fine. give? So, like, why okay. don't you bring me on and then we could give different perspectives on someone's inquiry? I don't know. I'm advice. debatable. We'll see. 
I guess it depends on how well this one does. If people demand it, or if people are like, mm -mm. okay, bye. Okay, bye. Broke girl therapy. Broke girl therapy. Broke girl therapy. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.